Hi everyone, you're listening to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Koo, and this is the show where I interview investors to find out how they found their rhythm and created their own sound investments. Enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Koo, and this is the show where I interview investors and discuss how they found their rhythm and created their own sound investments. Before we hop into today's show, I want to remind you of today's sponsor. This show is brought to you by PassiveInvesting.com. PassiveInvesting.com is a private equity real estate investment firm focused on institutional quality multifamily, self-storage, and express car wash assets in the hottest markets in the United States. PassiveInvesting.com partners with their investors to provide opportunities to build wealth together by delivering consistent monthly cash flow, capital appreciation, and strong tax benefits. They currently have 1,800 plus passive investors with a 65% repeat investor rate. If you're interested in learning more, head over to PassiveInvesting.com or click the link in the show notes. You can get more information on investment opportunities, educational webinars, or insightful articles. Reach out and see how they can help you build wealth through real estate. Now for today's guest. He started out in 2005 working for ACMS Group, an industrial construction company whose operations included project management, construction management, and facility maintenance. He helped grow this business from $3 million to $30 million. After leaving ACMS, he ventured into the fitness sector where he purchased two failing gyms, gym chains entering bankruptcy, and turned them around in under one year from purchase. It is now the goal of him and his team at D3 Enterprises to diversify, scale, and grow our portfolio of assets across various business sectors over the coming years. Please give a warm welcome to Bo DePauli. What's up, man? How you doing? It's a pleasure pleasure to finally chat. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. So, you know, aside from just that little intro, I'd love if you can give a little bit more light on, you know, where you're coming from and also how... How you got started in, uh, I guess, in, in, in real estate, because your background is a little bit different than a lot of the other people that I've talked to, where they start in single family and then eventually move over there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of all over the place, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, not all over the place. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how far back you want me to go, but you kind of nailed it. Yeah. I, I you know, I, when I worked for ACMS for about 10 years. That was actually a, uh, it was a family business. It was me and my dad. Um, and we grew that, um, when I left, we grew that up to a $30 million, uh, company where we, we did most of our work was in, um, uh, industrial facilities like steel, steel mills, power plants, refineries, uh, where we were either doing project management for them or, or when they were having downturns, our crews would go in and, and make all the repairs or, if they had a big capital project, we would go in and manage and do the work as well. And, uh, you know, I just wanted something different in life. Um, construction really wasn't my, my passion. It's a very, very hard business, very hard business for very low margins, very low margins. And so um, I wanted something different. And I, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to buy a couple of um, uh, gym gyms that uh, were in my um, region. And, uh, you know, I've kind of always been a gym rat. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to shoot, shoot for the stars and go for it. So I bought them. And, uh, like you said, I turned them around in, in a year 
And uh, I've been operating those for about um, eight years now. Um, and then uh, when COVID hit, I decided to pivot and, uh, you know, uh, get into the real estate space. Actually, um, when I bought the gyms, it was actually kind of a, um, uh, a means to an end, right? Because I wanted to take the profits from the gyms and start buying, uh, you know, commercial property. Um, my uncle was, uh, he owned, uh, back in the day, uh, he owned about a thousand doors back in the day. And, um, so I saw all the benefits of commercial real estate, multifamily particularly. And so, uh, I, I still remember to this day when my dad sat me down when I was in high school and showed me, you know, how my uncle made his money and about depreciation and, you know, not having to pay taxes, which that really <laughs> intrigued me. So, um, uh, yeah. So, you know, when, when COVID hit, I decided to pivot hard and just start um, D3 Capital and uh, just go after syndicating uh, some multifamily uh, deals. And do you still own those gyms till, till this day as well? Okay. Yeah. Well, I know this is a little bit off topic, but something that I was actually really intrigued with from the last time we spoke at uh, I, I at IREC, which is a conference over yeah. in, in SoCal, was the marketing behind behind your fitness gyms. And the reason why I would love to actually go into this is because the way that you were, I guess, strategizing your marketing uh, your marketing efforts and trying to reach other people within that gym. I feel like that also helped out in translating, translating once you moved over and pivoted towards real estate. Yeah. hundred percent, man. You're totally right. Um, it, it's actually funny how similar the businesses are in terms of sales and marketing, right? It's all about, it's all about that lead funnel, right? It's about attracting, attracting those leads, attracting those investors that want to, you know, want passive income, want some kind of, um, depreciation to defer their taxes or reduce their tax liability. Um, but it, 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 it works the same. The cadence is very similar, right? You're, you, you, you try and find the leads, you warm the leads up and then, you know, you're talking to the leads, but, uh, yes, it's, it's a very, very similar play to the gems. Got it. And so if I would love if we can, I guess, dive into just some of those funnels that you're using, um, I guess, you're starting out with with the gym and then also moving forward into some of your funnels here at uh, over at D3. Sure. Um, so the gym is the gym is the one thing that's that differenti differentiates the gyms are. We have such a broad um audience because our demographics in the gym are as young as 14 and could go all the way up to 85 years old. I mean, we've got 85 year old members, right? Wow. So you can't really pinpoint an age bracket with the gyms. And then because of all the amenities that we have within the gyms. So we have group classes, we have personal training, we have small group training, we have daycare, we have tanning, uh, I'm getting ready to do a renovation and we're going to start, we're going to add like hydro massage and a bunch of other amenities in there. So all of those amenities and all of those features in the gym, um, they all are attracted by different audiences, right? So like the childcare and the group class is going to be your moms, right? So you might build a lead funnel around moms, right? Cause they want to, 
They want to be able to go to that yoga class or they want to be able to go to Zumba class and drop their kid in the daycare for a couple hours while they can, you know, go and have fun in the group class or get a workout. And um, same with like the tanning, right? The, the tanning appeals to a lot of different people, but that's still an amenity that you can advertise. Hmm. So a lot of times it just depends on the, the, the type of campaign or the special that we're running uh, that we try and target very, we'll run different campaigns within our digital marketing uh, based on, on those features of the gym. Got it. Did you ever have a lot of gym members eventually translate over and transition to be some of your investors for some of these syndications? No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't really advertised to them. Um, I'm trying to kind of keep that separate. Hmm. Um uh, but you know, that's, that's an interesting idea. I never really thought about, about that, but. Yeah, no, I, I just, I just think it was really, it's, it's very interesting to, to me because one thing that, you know, we talk about with our group is just having that experience in scaling and operating businesses is a huge plus. Cause at the end of the day, when you're syndicating an apartment building or commercial real estate, you are scaling and operating businesses. And so mm-hmm. for you being able to translate that, from the fitness space over to real estate, you know, I think that's just very impressive. And like you said, there's a lot of just the same foundational, um, I guess, skill similarities. Sets. Yeah, similarities. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and so that now with some of these investors and and now now talking about the real estate side, who are some of the people that you're targeting now to to raise money for 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 these deals? Yeah, um, so you know mostly high net worth individuals, um, family offices, uh, some institutional capital as well. Um, you know, most of our, most of our deals are 506 C's. So, um, you know, we, we do advertise, uh, for that kind of stuff. And, um, people really that we're targeting are, uh, a passive investing, right. That's kind of like your, your bread and butter right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> passive people that are looking for a passive investment, people that want to build um, some financial freedom, uh, people that want to build generational wealth, because as we all know that real estate is all about building generational wealth. Right. Um, and then, you know, I would say lastly, probably people that are looking for some, um, uh, you know, some depreciation so they can reduce their, their tax liability on their, on their W-2s, uh, W-2 income. Um, and, you know, it, it's funny because a lot a lot of sophisticated investors don't even realize that about real estate, right? They don't realize that by investing in real estate that the depreciation that comes from that prop- property can reduce their, their overall tax liability on their income, which is yeah. a huge, a huge benefit, huge benefit. And that, and that doesn't even count if you start doing you know, a cost segregation study on, on a property too, you know, bonus depreciation. It's like bonus, depreciation right. on steroids. On steroids. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, so what type of, um, what type of deals are, are, are y'all going after? So, I mean, these are five or six, actually, oh, hold on. I, I actually want to back up because with you pivoting into another industry, I guess, aside from, you knowing like your uncle, 
talking to you and kind of just teaching you about the game. Was it, were there any obstacles that you ran into when, cause I mean, you're pretty brand, not brand new to it, but you're almost like starting out fresh, right? Like your background was, wasn't within real estate. Yeah. I mean, for sure, because it, it doesn't matter how much business experience, you know, you have, it's still building that credibility, right? No, uh, no lender is going to go out and give me a 10, 20, $50 million loan for, <laughs> for a property <laughs> if I've never had the experience. So, you know, I had to build relationships with other um, people that could maybe come in as a KP or a co-GP uh, for, for some of the deals that we're looking at. And, um, you know, as with any business, it's just, it's baby steps. It's just, you know, keep, keep moving forward, keep pushing forward, keep, keep, pushing that cart uphill uh, and eventually you'll, you know, you'll start getting some wins, you know, but I I would say this though, and, and this is just my selfish, selfish opinion, if you will, but (laughs) you know, you get a lot of that, right. Especially in the real estate industry. Well, you don't, you know, they're like, yeah, you, you know, you never, you never ran a, you know, an apartment complex. You, you never owned any real estate, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's my thing. When I was running the, the construction company, we had on average 500 employees. We would ramp up to a thousand employees when the mill or the refineries had a downturn and brought us in to do maintenance turns, right? Mm-hmm. So any business is all about people, right? It's about building a good team, managing that team, putting in good uh, SOPs, and systems and tracking the metrics, having metrics that you can track and, and understand where the business is at, at any point of the, uh, during the week, the month, the year, right? And so that's still the same story when it comes to real, uh, real estate. You still have the same type of systems. You still have the same people involved. You still have the same metrics that you're tracking. And so it's just, it, just like the gyms and just like construction, it's all about putting those same principles in place uh, when, you're, when you're building a business like that, mm. in my opinion. So yeah. I, I would say, you know, when people tell me that, I'd be like, yeah, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, and I, th- I think that's profound too. I mean, it's at the end of the day, this, it's just people and it's business. That's, right. that's, that's it. It's, and as, as long as you just get those foundational steps and skills and build it, build a strong foundation from the top down, you know, and also, also bottom up, you know, you, yeah. you really can't go wrong. Right. Uh, so now moving forward then into what you're focusing on, what type of deals are, are you syndicating and also going after over at D3? Uh, so most of the stuff that we're looking at is in the Midwest and the Southeast, um, mostly value add, uh, B and C that we could go in and, and, um, do some improving on, which is, is my favorite part of the business because, um, back in the day I used to, you know, flip homes. And that was one thing that I really liked is you go in and you take like a dilapidated property and you, you know, you put it some money into it and really bring it up and, and, uh, it builds the community and, you know, it keeps those home values high in that neighborhood, which is what you want. And it, it's the same thing in the apartments, you know, you're, you're going in and you're, 
you're sprucing them up, you're bringing them more, more modernized and, and making it so that you can compete against some of these A-class properties that are, that are coming into the market, you know? Yeah. Now, I, a lot of people that have come onto the show talk about the Southeast, but not many people have talked about the Midwest. And so, you know, I'm, I'm curious to know from, from your standpoint, why are, why are y'all targeting the Midwest? What, what makes those states attractive and those markets attractive? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of population growth, a lot of people moving to the Midwest, mm. um, certain states, right? Um, right. <laughs> uh, so I know I know a lot of people like from California that, uh, that are coming to the Midwest, New York, because they just want that simpler life. You know, they want mm. that that quieter lifestyle and the Midwest. I'm from the Midwest. The Midwest has a lot to offer, right? I'm I'm uh, I'm by Chicago, so we have Lake Michigan, which is beautiful. We have some great beaches along the lakes. Uh, there's a lot to do in in Chicago, and you know where I live, it's you know your Chicago's a straight shot. Indianapolis is is close. Everything is very is very close to one another. So if you mm-hmm. want to spend a weekend at one of these great cities like Milwaukee or Indy or, or whatever, you know, it's very easy to get to, you don't have to deal with LA traffic, right. Where it takes you <laughs> three hours to go five miles. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and we're actually seeing a lot of, uh, uh, cross state, uh, population growth. So a lot of people from Illinois are moving into Indiana or Michigan, mostly because of, um, politics and property taxes is really what's driving a lot of that growth to some of the other states because you know people are tired of paying these outrageous property taxes in some of these states yeah especially being from california now yeah you get that right <laughs> i yeah. am feeling that a lot and, yeah. and so when do you have any deals in near chicago like near illinois or mostly uh, out outside of out, out of state like Kansas City Missouri like what yeah mostly uh, mostly Indiana and stuff like that is, is mostly primarily Indiana. where I'm looking at uh, Ohio as well I really don't you know, the deal's got to be really good for me to look into Illinois because Illinois not it's not a very landlord friendly state so hmm. got it no that's 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 good to know it's definitely good to know and. I guess another question that I had is, so you pivoted during COVID, you've been in this for about a couple of years. Now, what is, what is the end goal then with, with D3? What is like the five-year goal, 10-year goal that you're looking to accomplish? That's a good question. Um, basically just take over the world, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jim's, uh, Jim's in real estate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone's um, going to be yoked, man. <laughs> I just want to, um, I want to build a diversified portfolio, a diversified company within the, uh, um, a diversified portfolio within the company. So mm-hmm. scale the gyms, uh, scale the real estate and, uh, you know, looking at other, uh, become more vertically integrated as we move on. So, uh, you know, five-year goal, I would say, uh, you know, having, um, you know, 300 million plus assets under management, 10 year, um, you know, 500 million plus assets under management. And, uh, you know, from there, you know, also, like I said, scaling the gyms, 
based on our demographics in my area, I think that, you know, we can scale my gym brand to, you know, probably five or six locations. Uh, that's just in our area. If I build enough good, uh, uh, build a great team on the gym side, because that the gyms take a lot of, a lot of operations, right? There's a lot of manpower that goes behind the gyms. People don't realize it, but if I could build a really good team and, and, um, find a really good COO, I would, uh, I would consider going into other States because I believe that my brand is, is primed to be a, a franchise. Um, but we need to get to that five unit plus mark before we start franchising. So before I start franchising, getting those systems in check and yeah, yeah. building that trust with the, the COO. Right. Uh, um, and I guess for a, aside from the multifamily, because we, we spoke about this just a little bit, uh, but you're also going after some of your own deals. Now, for some of your own deals and some of your own, uh, I guess, commercial real estate deals, or are you also looking at mixed use like re- retail where you can put your own gym in there and possibly syndicate it through through that? Yeah. and In fact, I'm actually getting ready to close on um, one uh, retail center that my one gym is, is a part of. Um, that Heck yeah, is, yeah, that's a, that's a forty thousand square foot retail facility that I'm the anchor tenant in. So we're getting ready to close on that. But yeah, absolutely, the best play would be is wherever I can put a gym is to actually own the real estate as well, right? Right. Now with that retail center, did you syndicate that as well, or did you buy and bought it yourself? No, that with that's myself. Partners? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. And I. I, I would actually love because we have on this on this show we've mostly talked about just like the financing with you know buying the, an apartment building how it's like non Reese cores Fannie Freddie and you know it it's it's a little bit more simple than retail. What are some of the differences that you can talk about with buying I guess like a retail center versus an apartment building? So I th- my situation is a little unique compared to the standard retail uh, purchase. Mm. Because since I'm an uh, since I'm an owner operator of that real estate, I, I qualified for an SBA loan. Oh, sweet! And yeah, so so that's the route that I went. Because with SBA, you only have to put ten percent down, and you know rates uh, are very favorable, um, and terms are very favorable. The only thing you got to deal with with the SBA is it takes a very long time to close and you're probably going to have to give up your firstborn uh, to close the deal. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably the one thing that I would say is, you know, the SBA is, it it can be good for small businesses when they're just starting off, especially if you're an owner operator like that. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. No, that's, uh, that's good to know. And I'm, Never really talked about that on the show. And, and my, my parents also own like a dance studio and they're right now their their building is getting sold. And so I was, I was, I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, learn more about what you're doing with the, within the gyms, within the type of real estate that you're going after, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. Probably the best place is um, uh, three spots, LinkedIn. Uh, you can just look me up, Bo DePauly. Um my website is d3-cap.com for D3 Capital. And uh, I'm also on Instagram too. Awesome. And those will also be those will all be in the show notes. Thank you so much, Bo, for coming on to the show. I appreciate your time. Yeah, man. And you know, it, thank you everyone for listening. Make sure to stay tuned for the action items episode coming out on Friday. Thanks, man. 
Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. If you got any value out of the show, I'd greatly appreciate if you leave a rating and review on iTunes to help others receive that same value. If you're looking to learn more on how to passively invest in apartment buildings or self-storage assets, click on my link in the show notes to learn more. Thanks and I'll see you next time.